Good morning and happy Tuesday and welcome back to the Restore Podcast. Today we have an awesome talk topic. I always say that every topic's awesome, but it really has been a weird journey of awesomeness. <laughs> uh, but we are talking about making co-parenting work and finding your inner self through all the crazy schedules with Kelly Hoover. So tell listeners a little bit about yourself. We always, uh, I always tell you, you have the Brady Bunch crew of his, mine, and ours. Yes. So I have been married for 12 <laughs> years. Do you know how much you're Sorry, married? Sorry, <laughs> had to think about that. 12 years. We've been together for 15 years. Um, and we have five kids between us. So I have the oldest, he has the three middle, and then we have the youngest together. So yours, mine, ours. That is a full tribe. And then your oldest one is in, is deep playing D1 football. Yes. And then the two girls, what is their journey like right now? Well, so we have the oldest who's playing football in college. Then my bonus son graduated last year and has started his own business and currently lives in Colorado. And then our two girls, the oldest is cheering in college. She's a sophomore and the youngest girl is a senior in high school playing all the sports, doing all the things. It is so weird to see her because I always see softball in her. I don't see cheerleading at all. Like not even a (laughs) lick of cheerleading. And I'm like, I don't think, and I was looking back at like some of uh, friends growing up and I'm like, I don't remember any of our cheerleaders really mixed like between those type of, it's a very different kind of world, Mm -hmm. but mad respect for her because you have good kids all around. And then you have Carter. Yes. (laughs) We forgot about Carter. Carter. (laughs) And then we have my love child Carter. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good mix of all the kids. It, it really cracks me up seeing him. Like just the other day I said, Oh my gosh, you do mannerisms just like Caden, but then you act like Clayton and yeah. So that is funny. I love it. Um, so between all the busy schedules, like tell listeners about some of the hobbies that you kind of embark on because you always have stuff going on. Trying to get this interview was like, <laughs> will this work for you? No, that's right. And I know because I, all my moms are like, can't do anything after five. We have practice, we have schedules. And I'm like, yeah, I totally get that too. Yeah. So kids sports, all five of our kids have always been involved in sports from like the age that they were allowed to, um, So we seem to always, even right now during everything going on, we still have softball and football happening. Um, But my husband and I like to travel. That's obviously off the table right now as well. (laughs) Listen, kids, I'm more available to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we also, he has a Harley. So we, you know, we like to get on the bike and, and do long weekends or whatever we can and have some couple time because you know kids don't fit on the bike with us so (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome I always call you the Sandra Bullock blindside mom because truly she really is like if Carter had like a little like boo-boo I'll say she'll be like no he's fine when's the earliest we can get back on that field like we got to get him out there like we gotta go um what how was it hard to adapt to um because you guys all it's so funny even your bonus kids I thought were your kids because they even look like you, which is so crazy. Like some of them even look like you. Was it hard to adapt schedules of like picking what kids sports I'm going to go to or kind of how did that play a role, especially from starting out when you first started, like kind of mm-hmm. blending the family and what that looks like now. So they were all so young when Dan and I first started dating. Um, they were three, 
five, six, and seven. Oh my god! And so only a couple of them were doing sports at that point. Um, but we always joke and tell the kids like, "You're lucky you have four parents; otherwise, we wouldn't be able to make it." So we do kind of divide and conquer um, because there was a time there when they were all stair stepped and in. Um, extracurricular stuff that we literally four parents were in four different places and then Carter just kind of got to go with whichever parent took him so (laughs) were you leery at first to be a blended family and like what did that look like for you initially not really I mean I guess the only part I was leery about was if I would get along with Dan's ex-wife and what that would kind of look like but I I mean, Dan being a dad and being a good dad was attractive to me. So that was kind of like a bonus. Like, okay, I know he's a good dad. So I know that he'll be good to my son. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted girls and I didn't have to birth them. So that was a bonus (laughs) too. (laughs) What did it look like for you and um, his ex-wife first like kind of meeting? And like, were you like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a nightmare or... Did things just kind of hit off really well from the start? Um, I mean, I think we were both grown-ups about it. Uh, we were, I, I, would, I would say, I mean, that was a long time ago. That was 15 years ago. But I would say that we were probably both hesitant. Um, I would venture to guess more her than me, want, you know, because I'm going to be in her kid's life. Uh, but... I don't know. We, For the most part, we've always gotten along. There's been some tough years there, but it didn't necessarily have to do with me. It was more so with her and Dan's dynamic. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it runs a little deep there when you've been married and then you're not. So yeah. Sure. Did you have a meeting with, um, I always say the girl's mom, but I always forget Kaden <laughs> because I thought he was yours because you guys look alike. Um, but did you have a meeting with their mom about like setting rules or plans? Um, because you are naturally like very chill, but I know there's that type a inside you somewhere. Yeah, no, we did not have a meeting. Uh, Dan and I kind of always have been on the same page, um, discipline wise and just child rearing wise. And so I didn't figure that there would be a huge difference there since they were parenting together prior Mm -hmm. to the divorce and and me coming into the picture later so I kind of left those conversations up to for him to have with her and we just all always tried to be on the same page and if we weren't on the same page we tried to make sure that we appeared to be on the same page (laughs) in front of the children that's and then discussed it later away from the kids so I think that's huge because so many times I see people that whether they're newly separated or newly divorced or recently split like it can be really challenging to have your personal drama like kind of come up and it's like for me like not having any of those like my parents are still married all that stuff but right from like that kind of side of like the kids should really never know any of this stuff going on right now or speaking bad about your mom or speaking bad about your dad there was this interview this morning it was actually with um Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, she interviewed him about being a dad. And she said, like, you know, the biggest thing that stood out to me is he said, like, even though if it didn't work between a parent, he's like, I might not be the best, like, spouse for that time. 
but like I'm the best father and like when you try to handcuff me of when I can be a dad and when I can't be or how I am a dad and how I'm not right. like that actually sets like me up for failure and their bond and relationship up for failure did you ever feel like that ever applied to you like where there was ever times with the kids where it was almost the relationship was trying to take a, a front seat where there's almost bans on the kids of yes you can see him no you can't um I don't think so. I mean, we definitely wanted we definitely wanted to see the kids more than what the parenting plan outlined from when they were divorced. Um and and there was a a, a time that we we did try to to get more time. Um and so those were not fun months when we were going through that but in the end I mean if the kids wanted to come see us and it did not interfere with something that she had going on already nine times out of ten they were given the freedom to do that that's cool and so um I think for the most part it was worked out and it ended up fine they all drive now so it doesn't you know they (laughs) They come and go as they please. But when they were little and didn't have control over that, for the most part, it was worked out between the parents. Do they ever play you where you're punished at one person's house and then you're like, well, I'm going to dad's and like vice versa? Uh, never doing it that way. But I, like I shared a story with you before with Emma and she, we laugh about it now. It was not funny at the time, but she was texting on her phone one time, which she's on her mom's cell phone plan. And then we, you know, we kind of split who's on whose plan and pay for it equally. Um, Dan jokingly knew she was texting a boy and said, oh, let me see your phone. And then it got serious real quick. And she was like, no. <laughs> and that kind of downward spiraled real quick. The kids joke and say that that's the day that Emma almost died at, <laughs> at the restaurant for for Dan's birthday. But um, <laughs> she did try to say, well, you don't pay for the phone. So I don't have to see, you know, I don't have to show it to you. And uh, her mom quickly reminded her that that is not okay. And it doesn't matter who pays for it that, you know. But I think that's huge, even from like that standpoint, because I know many parents could easily be like, I'm not getting into it. It's you and your dad. Like, I'm not doing this. And so then it's like, well, where are we taking direction? So that's cool that, you know, Ange backed him up too. I mean, I've seen families where the mom bought the kid a car, the dad bought the kid a car, and they weren't allowed to drive the car to the other parent's house. Like... I feel like that's, that's just being insane. savage. Yeah. That's insane to me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I think too, like having the kid's best interest at heart at the end of the day and putting your personal quarrels aside, probably right. helps manage it a lot better. Yeah. Um, talking about as a blended family, was it important to you? Like you really have phenomenal kids. Like I can't emphasize Thanks. this enough. And <laughs> you know, we see a lot of families. So there's some families you're like, what in the world is going on? But like your, your kids are the most well-behaved just polite, well-spoken kids that we have ever seen. And I don't say that because you're my friend. They really are. I wouldn't just say nothing if they weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Like, growing up, what did it look like for you and Dan? Like, like especially if the kids, which I know they would never do it just because I know your kids, but was it ever, like, when a piercing came up or a tattoo or a new boyfriend? Like, what did that look like for you? Or, like, getting caught with either drugs or alcohol? Like... So with the tattoos, you know, our oldest has been wanting one for a while. And we've told him that when he is old enough, um, well, actually, I say when your brain has stopped developing, 
then you can get a tattoo <laughs> because I feel like you shouldn't make a permanent life choice before your brain has stopped developing. So he's still got a year or so to go. Um, <laughs> he's on the slower track. <laughs> yeah. Caden uh, actually got a tattoo and did not tell us about it. Uh, he was, I think, taking a sweatshirt off in he got Dan's the ribs. office. And, it, and Dan saw it and was like, uh, what is that? Um, so, you know, at that point, it's, it's a little too late. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm not opposed to tattoos. I obviously I have two of them. I did not get my first one until I was in my thirties. So going back again, I completely support that decision. Yeah. I have a lot, and it's like we need to cover this, this, this. Well, like yeah, <laughs> what am I thinking? Yeah. So I mean, you know, when they get to the point where they they've thought about it, it's something they really want, and we've made them think about it, and they can't do it until we like to say they're off the payroll. Then you know, mm-hmm. then it's their body; they can do what they want. <laughs> the payroll. I love that. That's hilarious. What would you, what advice would you give listeners that maybe don't have such a smooth and loving blended family or maybe in the midst of changing homes currently? Really, I would just say to focus on the kids. Take your personal feelings for the other parent out of it and look at it from your child's perspective. Because I think if you could put yourself empathize with your child and have that perspective then I think parents would be a little less likely to say the things they say in the heat of a moment Mm -hmm. what were things that kind of helped you initially get into more of the role as the bonus mom um because that's a big role to take on even though it's like very like sexy and glamorous (laughs) dad loves his kids it's like literally like that's a lot like to take on three kids on top of like you just did a single mom raised in him very successful and D1 football scholarship, all the things like, and they're little, which for some reason, it, I told you this before, like <laughs> they're teenagers now are in like, they're in like high school, college. Yeah. And I didn't realize they were married that long. And then I was just like, I just thought they were teenagers this whole time. I don't know. They were just, yeah, yeah. no, they were all very little. Um, I don't know. I, I think Having the same objective, having the same beliefs in child rearing helped. Mm-hmm. If if I would have been like polar opposite, which in, in some ways I was more extreme. I grew up as an army brat. It was Ugh. yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir. And so Clayton was expected to say yes ma'am, no ma'am, all of that. And so then when we blended the families, that was a little bit of a contention with him because I didn't make the other children do yes ma'am no ma'am because that's not something they'd ever been made to do it was you know I'm from the south I grew up in the army it's that was just a given like Mm -hmm. manners wise and so um I will say real quick it was so funny because he said that to me when he came to get adjusted Clayton did yeah and I was like (laughs) ma'am I (laughs) I'm like, I am not in my 40s. Like, what are you thinking? He would just, like, smile and just... He's like, I know. okay, sorry, ma'am. And I'm like, yeah, not in this that, I mean, that's just... It was, it's it was a southern, so sweet. Yeah, it's it was a so southern sweet. thing and an army thing. And, you know, I remember my dad, if I said yeah or just yes, his immediate response would be, well, yes, sir, sounds a hell of a lot better. And I'd be like, <laughs> mm, yes, sir, you know, yeah. so... 
Yeah. That was, a, you know, I would say, and that's, looking back, that's a very small thing, but that was mm-hmm. the only thing that I, that sticks out in my mind that was a parenting difference. Yeah. Were the kids ever disrespectful to you? And if so, like, how did you handle that? No. <laughs> she just has great kids, guys. I mean, not that, no, mm-mm. I don't remember them ever being disrespectful growing up. Um, no. That's awesome. I mean, that it really is awesome because I see so many families and, you know, where they're like the bonus mom or stepmom or whatever might bring the kids in one day and then their other parents are bringing them the mm. next day. And they act different. And like, so they'll like kind of say like snippety things. And well, my mom said, I don't have to do this. Or well, my mom does it this way. And you're like, at this point, I'm like, I'm not even your mother. And I'm just getting annoyed. <laughs> like, why would you like, that's so disrespectful. Like you're yeah. like lucky enough to be loved by like four different people. Like this is great. Um, as we move forward, like what has been, um, like even discussion wise of responsibilities, like, because I know you have that rock in Tahoe. I saw it in my driveway and I was like, it does look good in my driveway. And I was like, <laughs> I need it. But was there ever like a frustration or lack of communication when you felt um, lost in managing all the kids or schedules or that more was being asked of you that you wanted to do? Not really. Uh, when we first got married, I worked full time outside of the home. Uh, then when we got pregnant with Carter... I worked up until a week before I had him and then we made the decision that I was going to be home. And so with that decision, I kind of knew with the other three parents all working full time outside of the home Mm -hmm. and me being home that I was going to take on more of getting kids places, taking to doctor's appointments so that they didn't have to take off work to do it. So were you okay with that? Yeah. I mean, that was part of the decision process. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Some people say like, oh yeah, like we made a decision and it was like a, it was a voluntold where it was like, well, this kind of makes sense. And you're like, okay, I guess we'll do this. I voluntold and for a lot of things, but I don't usually get voluntold for things. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, what fills you up so that you can give to your whole family like all the time? And how do you keep that schedule so like... Wine is probably not an appropriate answer. But wine. But wine. <laughs> uh, working out. I hate working out, but it's a necessary evil. I feel like it is something that does give me energy because it is an hour to myself of doing something for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan and I also, when we got together, it was... Um, an understanding that, that we had and that we ex- communicated to our kids that we would get away at least once a year, just him and I, whether that was me tagging along to Vegas for a conference <laughs> he had to go to, or if it was, you know, a motorcycle trip or whatever. Um, you know, back in the day when I first started staying home, that was a huge budget adjustment for us. And so it was me tagging along on a business trip, but we made it a priority and it was something that we had to do because if mom and dad aren't happy, the family's not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I would say was an adjustment for the kids at first. I was going to say, what did they say? They're like, Hey, wait, like I would specifically remember when we were dating before we were even engaged. Um, we met in St. Louis for like a little mini 
vacation thing where we did things with the kids and my parents went as well. And Dan and I wanted to go to the melting pot. I love the melting pot. It is so good. He is not a fan, but I love what? it. I know. Oh, it is He fun. thinks it's frou-frou and weird. But um, I remember Emma or Kylie or maybe both having like a meltdown in the hotel because they didn't want us going on a date by ourselves. They wanted us to all stay together and... So, you know, there were a couple moments there. Dan makes it a point that he sits by me at dinner. And so that was another adjustment when we would go out to dinner with the kids. We always had them on Wednesday nights. And the kids would always try to sit one kid on either side of each parent. And we'd always have to be like, nope, mom and dad are going to sit by each other. You guys can rotate of who gets to sit on the outside of us. Yeah. So That's cool, though. Yeah. But I think, too, like they're going to appreciate that so much more even when they are older. Because, like, I mean, growing up, I never, I remember one time my parents went on a date. One time. And, like, they just didn't want us with sitters. We didn't do daycare. We didn't do anything. So now it's, Mm -hmm. like, you know, my view of, like, daycare is, like, no. Like, if I ever have kids, like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. But, I mean, again, if you're a family that, you know, needs it, whatever, cool, go for it. Right. But it did. Like, that was the only thing I remember even it would be, like, their anniversary dinner. And they would always, like, go to Chinese and just this whole big thing. And they're like, okay, we're going to go. And as and we got a little older, like, we're in middle school, high school. We're like, can you guys just go? Like, it's your anniversary. Like, can you just go on a date? And they're like, no, this is a family. We're going as a family. And everything was, like, a family. And they're very big family people. Mm-hmm. But then I, like, look at it now as I'm older. And I'm like, I wonder if, like, like with my dad retiring, I was shocked. I'm like, they're either going to get divorced or they're going to grow closer together. I don't know. Because sometimes, you know, you get in a family and your kids are your whole world. And that's yeah. how my parents really were with us. Like, it was just like all of our activities, all of our sports, my surgeries. We were always first all the time. And we never asked to be, but it just kind of became yeah. that. And so yeah. now it's like seeing them retired that they're actually like going on dates and they go grocery shopping together and he makes their breakfast every day. And I'm like... Oh, that's so cool to see now. But I'm yeah. like, looking back, I think it would have been cool to see that growing up, to see what a healthy, like, loving relationship looks like. Not that they're not loving people. You've met my parents. They're right. great people. Yeah, but, sure. like, actually to see stuff like that, because it was very rare mm-hmm. to ever see that. And then you get to model that later. Yeah. But that is really, really cool. Um, as we are wrapping up, um, I know you have just a wealth of knowledge, but we will be back on another episode. Um, <laughs> where can people find you on social media if they want all the ins and outs of the blindside family and want to follow Kelly's little magical school Tahoe around? <laughs> <laughs> um, on Insta- Instagram, not Instagram. Instagram, it's Kelly underscore Hoover and the number one. And then on Facebook, it's Kelly Gracie Hoover. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on. And I know for a fact we will be talking soon.